Uh, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for coming to our financial 2019 pre-results update. This will be brief, uh, but but just important to get you in, in the right in the right mind frame uh, uh, shortly before year end. But before I start, I have two things. Firstly, I think it's it's appropriate in a morning like this just to pay our respects to people who were very unnecessarily and brutally murdered in New Zealand overnight. I think it's the kind of thing that, that, that makes you understand that we all should work for better community, better life, where people understand one another, and that in this world, every day, things like these happen, but when these headlines hit us, we ought to pause and think. So from the investment side, I just want to say, uh, we think of the victims, the victims' families and of that community that's been so hard hit. Secondly, I don't see him on the screen, but it is important today to thank one special person. Glenn Berger, uh, currently our Executive Director for Finance and Risk, who is retiring in 15 days' time, or 16 days' time. Glenn has been with this group, as Stephen always reminds us, since the 17th of December, 1980. Those of you can calculate, that is a lifetime of work. And Glenn has always been the man somewhere just around Stephen and Bernard, but doing a lot of the work that is not seen in public that really matters in tough times. And, and we, we all, as, as current management, from finally myself and the board, would like to thank Glenn for his contribution and for what he's done to build this group. Thank you. Let's give him a hand. Now, you would remember that uh, approximately six months ago, we announced the strategic direction of the group in uh, simultaneous to a leadership change, and that was uh, all about bringing, simplifying the group, focusing it, and growing with discipline. And subsequently, we've had two capital markets days one for the uh, asset management business in November, and then more recently for the bank and wealth business, where uh, Fani and the team presented that. And we just want to reiterate that we are on a strategic path. We are not deviating from that. Subject to regulatory and shareholder approval, we will be demerging the asset management business, and we will be pursuing this path of greater focus and disciplined growth in the long term. And as far as the wealth and, and bank and wealth business is, 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 is concerned, finally communicated some important strategic priorities at the uh, capital, recent capital market day, which is all around increased discipline in capital allocation, management of the cost base for greater efficiencies, uh, accelerating revenue growth where possible, expanding connectivity across the organization, i.e. harmonizing what we're doing for greater effect for clients, and ultimately bolstering our digital capabilities at a time when that is not an option anymore, that is a necessity. On the asset management side, the focus is really very much on the existing business and offering, but leveraging the unique global distribution reach that's been built and investing and deepening and strengthening the investment and client uh, offerings so that continued growth can be assured. Well, we'll talk more about that. There will be a, a, a capital markets day for the asset management business shortly after results in mid-May. 
and uh, Farney and the Bank and Wealth team will engage again with shareholders to reiterate their strategy during the shareholder communication post-results. There will also be a circular release between now and results with, with additional detail, particularly around the capital effect of our plans and uh, certain of the numbers that I know the analysts would like to see. So you'll be well prepared for our May results presentation and uh, the subsequent engagement with us after that. Uh, I think important to, to just remind you of the operating environment we've been in. It's pretty tough that the, the, the fourth quarter of uh, the calendar year 2018 was a pretty volatile one in terms of equity and, and currency movements, and also, of course, uh, growth in our two core geographies for the bank and wealth business has been rather weak. And uh, I think uh, that does have an effect on a business, and one cannot ignore that. Um, Overall group performance for the year to 31 March, or as it, as it was at 28 February, well, revenue is ex, uh, uh, gives us a clue uh, for where we are. Revenue is expected for the full year to be in line with the prior year. We've experienced substantial net inflows uh, in, in, in the African wealth management business. The loan books have grown in local currency. Uh, our annuity income is at, at, at the same traditional high level that you are used to. Uh, our uh, credit loss charge, uh, expected credit loss charge, is anticipated to be significantly less than the prior year, and the ratios are uh, expected to be between 0.3 and 0.35, um, and I think that is well expected and signaled. Modest cost growth in the business. We've had some one-offs to con contend with, uh, we'll explain them in the divisional review, and you'll see them in the results, but we are, we are focusing on costs, and you'll see increasing focus as we go into the new year. Taken together, adjusted operating profit is expected to be ahead of the prior year, and overall, the group results have been impacted by the currency movements up to uh, you know, yes, or, or the end of February. Uh, in terms of the average uh, rand rate against the pound sterling, there's been a, a, a weakness of around 4% or a depreciation of around, uh, on, the, on the average, a depreciation of around 4%. And then, of course, as I said, the proposed uh, demerger and separate listing of Investec Asset Management is on track, subject to final regulatory and shareholder approvals. Then if I go to the divisional results, and now we report, we will report in the, in the same format as in the past, but we see the group is in two units now, bank and wealth, and asset management. The bank and wealth business is expected to report results ahead of the prior year, and the asset management is expected to report results marginally behind the prior year. Our earnings drivers uh, for, for, uh, for the year really uh, increased assets under management. Uh, the number at the end of February was 163.7, or just under 164 billion pounds under management uh, for the whole group. Our core loans and advances, although they've decreased in sterling, have grown in neutral currency and in local currencies where we've linked, and our customer deposits have increased by 1.1% to 31.3 billion and much more on a currency neutral basis. Uh, balance sheet and liquidity, well, we are comfortable with where the balance sheet is, both from a liquidity point of view, uh, uh, which I think in, the, in this kind of environment is pretty important, particularly if you think about Brexit uh, and the uncertainties around that, 
and our capital ratios are within our targets. Uh, the Investec Limited and Investec PLC CET1 ratios are expected to remain in line with the target of, of 10%. We expect uh, to implement third in South Africa in the first quarter, subject to final regulatory approval, and our leverage ratios are robust and comfortably ahead of the target of 6%. I think if we go to the divisional review, Specialist banking is where the momentum was over the last uh, over the last reporting period, with a rising net interest income, and on the back of a very strong performance uh, from the UK Specialist Bank. The South African Specialist Bank is expected to report results behind the prior period, but on the whole, uh, it will be ahead. Um, the net fee income will be flat. Uh, strong advisory and, and structure fees in the UK banking business offset by lower investment banking and corporate client activity in South Africa, which is consistent with the environment. And then other income is down, largely because of uh, realizations not taking place and weaker performance across the investment portfolio, both listed and unlisted. Impairments have decreased significantly, as we discussed earlier, due to uh, no further occurrence of substantial losses on the legacy portfolio. So we're moving on from that, that, that concept legacy. Uh, costs are up. In the UK, expected to be roughly in line with revenue. And in South Africa, it's growing ahead of revenue, but there is a, uh, a, a rental provision release, which uh, Ups it uh, higher, which lets the cost look higher than the underlying cost growth, which you'll see in detail in the report results. If I go to the wealth uh, and investment business, uh, that is expected to be below the prior year or behind. Net inflow is still very good, not, uh, 0.5 billion uh, in this market, and it's mostly in the discretionary end, which is where the value is. Uh, but we have uh, lost some assets in discontinued non-core uh, UK services and also, uh, as a consequence, lower transaction-based commissions and, and, uh, and of course, uh, n the non-recurrence of an investment gain, which is in the, in the numbers last year. So, uh, solid business, but with lower numbers for, the, for, for this year. On the asset management side, we've experienced... Uh, Substantial net inflows, uh, 6.4 billion to the end of February, uh, which is really a highlight of the asset management results. Revenue growth was dampened by the considerable volatility in the final quarter of 2018. You would remember how the average uh, assets in that, uh, dropped over that quarter and recovered in the new year, but not at the, in the final quarter of 2018. And earnings have been also been impacted by lower performance fees in South Africa, higher costs in the UK, which includes MIFID and uh, new premises. So that's the picture for the asset management business, 109 billion uh, pounds under management as at, at, uh, as, at, as at the end of February. I think important to note, Nishlin, I think warned last time about the tax rate, the tax is slowly increasing, but when you come from a financial crisis, your tax rate stays low for a while, and that's what's busy happening. Our tax rate at group level is normalizing. It's going to be expe it's expected to be approximately 13% compared to the 9.6% of the prior year. 
Net non-controlling interest uh, of approximately 91 million related to the asset management business and the consolidation of the property fund. And then finally, the weighted number of shares. And you know capital discipline is a big and important point for finding an eye. But there are still some options and other things maturing. So the number of shares has increased to 942. That is an area of focus for us. And we'll talk more about that in, in, uh, at results time. So in conclusion, ladies and gentlemen, the group's performance has been supported by growth in assets under management, substantial net inflows, loan growth, and significantly a, a, a substantial improvement in the UK specialist banking business. The, growth, uh, the group is committed to our strategy of simplification, focus, and growth with discipline. And the bank and wealth business and the asset management businesses are dedicated to, the, uh, to, the, to pursuing this objective as outlined in the Capital Markets Day and making sure we deliver on those, not only those targets, but pursue those objectives doggedly. And uh, we'll talk more about that in both the Capital Markets Day of the Asset Management Business and the results presentation. And you'll hopefully be well prepared when reading the circular about the balance sheet strength of the group going forward. Thank you very much. Are there any questions? Fani, would you like to add anything? Nishlan? Okay, you can get a difficult question. So any questions from Johannesburg? Oh, there's some questions. Hendrik, we do have a question. Hold on one second. Thanks, Richard. Thank you. Good morning to you. Hendrik, I'm referring to the information provided on pages 24 and 25, wealth and investment assets and asset management assets. It's very pleasing to see the increase in South African mutual funds over the year of 26.1%. Uh, and to note further that most of the growth came in the second half. Why then is there a substantial reduction of nearly 18% in the segregated mandates. And th this position is very much mirrored if you refer to the uh, wealth and investment assets for Southern Africa as well. Uh, you know, number one, there's, there's, there's a significant uh, uh, flow between. There's significant market, market movement. If I look at the South African uh, segregated assets, You've had in February 19, you have a, a, a 16 billion. In September 18, you had 18.5 billion, and you had significant market movement against you in that final quarter. So I would describe it largely to market movement. This is not a flow picture. Yeah. Then what explains, what explains the. Uh, the increase in percentages for mutual funds, i.e. the non-segregated section. Mission? Yeah, apologies. There is a typo on, on page 25. So to correct it, uh, the mutual funds have increased by 5.1%. And 1.5%. And 1.5% down on segregated. Um, but, so there, but there is still a down on segregated. Yes. So the question is correct on segregated the down. And the mutual funds had, uh, you know, and, and, re and really that's about the asset mix that you have. You may have, you know, the asset mix inside, 
and the flow mix. But the flow picture in South Africa has been, as you will, you know, has been pretty solid, as you know, if you look at the, uh, look at the, the market. But remember that fourth, that fourth quarter, and and again in South Africa, your your book is driven by the movement of very few stocks, and so a one percent or a two percent movement either way is not that significant. So I think that that percentage number must have confused you and and attracted attention. So apologies for that. And there's also a, a percentage number mistake uh, under if you look at the the, the lower the lower part, the uh, the the the. the, the that, that 41.3 and the 8 is also wrong. It should be 17.8 and 10.4 uh, at, the, at, the, at the bottom end of that table. So we'll reissue that table so that it doesn't generate confusion. Okay, thank you. Are there any more questions in Johannesburg? Uh, we have one more question, Hendrik. Hold on. Ian Groupshanks Institute of Race Relations. There's been a surge in South Africa of new digital banks, either starting or about to start in, in the business, banking business arena. Do you see this as making any significant difference to your model? You've always been really strong on personal attention to your clients. Do you think that the fact that the clients no longer have to come to you, you have to keep going to them, to a greater extent, is going to make a difference to your operating model? I will take the question and I'll ask uh, Fani to add if he thinks I haven't answered it properly because that's his domain. But we have always been a business where clients didn't actually come, have to come to us. We've never been a branch operation historically. We've communicated with our clients via the telephone. We've gone to them. And now we've added very substantial digital investment to communicate. And if you look at the uh, advertising campaign that we launched this quarter in South Africa, or the beginning of the year in South Africa, it was all about combining personal experience with digital efficiency. And we operate at the upper end of the market where people demand more than just a click. They want a click, but they want a person as well. And so we feel the Investec model is extremely robust and, and well-suited. And it's not about, you know, when, if you have a big brown structures, it's about cost saving. For us, it's about serving clients and therefore our digital investment and if you look at our, if you, if you look at our costs uh, when we report for the full year, you'll see the digital investment is substantial in this group. So we don't feel as if anything is changing. In fact, the market is probably coming towards Investec, and uh, we have the clients. Many people want the clients, but we think we have a, a, a more than a digital uh, interface with them. And I think in the capital markets day, uh, Kieran Whelan explained it really well. If you, if you, if you want to go and get a longer answer, Go to the Capital Markets Day presentation. Kieran is there. Maybe you can answer as well, Kieran. But in the Capital Markets Day, you did it really well of how we compete with digital competitors. Uh, thanks, Hendrik. I'll just um, just add to what you said. Um, uh, we, we, we do get this question a lot in South Africa about some of the new entries that are coming, both at the lower end and uh, people like um, the, the life insurance companies. One of the key differentiators that we have is that we offer both local and international offerings to our South African clients. So no other institution in South Africa can do that as seamlessly as we do it. So local banking, local investing, offshore banking, and offshore investing. And for any of you as a South African who have tried to get banking facility overseas, particularly in the UK, it is exceptionally difficult. 
It is long-winded. You've got to fill in a lot of forms that you don't like doing and uh, that annoy you, and that uh, we can provide those facilities easily. Because overseas, if you're a South African, you are deemed to be high-risk because South Africa is deemed a high-risk country from the money laundering requirements. Therefore, the amount of form filling is intense. So we provide all of those while complying with the laws uh, very well because you are, set, you, are, you are clients of our South African operation and we leverage off of all of the information and history we have and we know that you're generally not high risk. So we can help in those. And that is one of our key differentiators uh, as a South African institution. Thank you, Kiran. I think that answers, but we know it's going to be a very competitive game. You can talk to Kiran, Richard, others over tea afterwards about what they're doing. They their minds are fully occupied with an ever-increasing competitive landscape, and that is the case for all our businesses. Any other questions? There's no more in South Africa, Henry. Thank you, Richard. Thank you very much. Any, any questions in London? I think the questions are going to come uh, at Capital Markets Day and results presentation time or after the circular has been sent around, and we will obviously be available to communicate and respond to any queries and questions uh, once you've had a time, a time to digest the circular. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for attending, and uh, we'll see you later in the year.